0: Hulo's not even here. We still had a whoop in the house. Actually, it's with the kids, praise the Lord. Wow. Well, let me just say this right off the bat. The anointing of God is strong. It's, It's strong. I don't know what you need but I'd be asking. That's all I'm saying. I'd be getting right and I'd be asking. <laughs> this weekend's going to be a heck of a weekend. I'm expecting incredible things. You know we we can't we, we're 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 pretty intelligent people, I think around here. The staff is, you know, yeah. slight, you know, somewhat, you know. But um, you just can't plan some of the things that the Lord's doing. You know, you just with your best effort, you just can't do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if, and if you'll pay attention, you'll really see the Lord. One of the things that happened this weekend, I think, I, I just think it's got God all over it for us if we'll pay attention. On the day after the women's march, we ordained a female, I mean, I just think that's humongous, kicking the teeth to hellish forces that would have women think one way, and then you can really honor them in a way that I think is Heavenly. God created us to do and I think it just I think it just pushes stuff back this week you know Julie and I uh, met and we were able to go through the training with her she when I met her she had an anointing on her I mean I don't know she could have out said anything because the presence of the Lord when she came in was strong, and I you know i it, I could sense that God was there, and I heard what she had to say, and the Lord was just so on it now and uh got my attention and I just you know I was you get taken aback by that sometimes. and so we went through the training and then and then we were praying, and I just felt like the Lord said, this is going to be her home base. She's going to begin to reach Charlotte through this church. So I, I presented that, and, you know, she comes from a very Catholic background, but a very charismatic Catholic individual, tongue-talking Catholic, amen. <laughs> <laughs> and... uh And now she's interested, and this is going to be how she begins to move out in her ministry. But we could have never planned that we were going to go through unbound on Friday night for several hours and begin to walk through this process, and then go through it again on, on, on Saturday where we're spending many hours pursuing the Lord about freedom and about receiving everything that he has for us and becoming everything that we can become in Christ. Finishing that up with Don Potter for two days. I mean, two services. I mean, it's just going to be... If you want Jesus, if you're interested in being poured out on by the God and healed by the Lord, soulishly healed, physically healed by God, don't miss it. And... uh, it's just going to be over the top. So to say all that, I'm just saying, my goodness, man, be praying. Be praying for yourself. Be praying for your neighbors. You know, if somebody hadn't signed up, bring them, man. We'll have extra lunches. It's going to be, you know, lunch comes with it, It's going to be phenomenal. We've got over 70 people. That's about how many people's in this room is going to be at Unbound. That's that's cool. And so what I think I'm going to do, it's going to be different, I'm going to try not to preach tonight, I just want to go through the Word of God with you, because I think the Lord wants to prepare us to to receive everything that we're going to receive, and so tonight is kind of this um, moving into what He's going to do this weekend. So open your Bibles to Romans chapter 8, my favorite scripture in all of scripture, if you... If I really had to say I had a a favorite scripture, it would have to be Romans chapter 8, because I think the whole gospel is in it. So we're going to kind of go through it, I'm going to go through it um, one verse at a time, and I'm just going to talk about it, what it says, and we're going to just kind of pray it together. We're going to kind of try to pray Romans chapter 8. I've got a ringing, can you hear that, Joey? It's just kind of feedback. Uh, so let's pray over it Father in the name of Jesus this is your word sent to us to transform us and heal us to empower us and give us strength may it do everything that you sent it and intended for it to do in me I don't want to be thinking about anybody else how they need to be healed or boy I wish so and so and so and so could hear this word this word is for me Lord, let it do its work in me, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, to understand what's going on here, you have to understand that Paul is writing to the church, and he's writing about sin. And he's saying to us that the power of, of sin is strong, it's, it, 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 and it's destructive, it destroys, and it ultimately brings death. And he says this about himself, and about his condition uh, prior to Christ. That's the thing that you need to understand about Romans 6 and 7 especially, is that he's talking about his life prior to Christ. And this is what he says. He says, man, I sin. I do what I don't want to do, and I can't do what I want to do. I want to do what's right, but I find myself doing what's wrong. And so this passage of Scripture gives us, leads us into the Christian life, how to live the Spirit-formed, Spirit-filled life, Romans chapter 8. Man, I want. have you ever thought, I really want to do what's right, but I just find myself not being able to do it? I mean, I think at some point we all struggle with different things in those things, and Hopefully, we're in transition, getting better and better and more successful quicker. But he goes on to say, so because grace abounds, because Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross and died for my sin, should I just keep on sinning? We see that in the church all the time. We see this attitude that I'm covered. The blood's got me. And just keep on living like you want to live. You, you, Or see how close to the world you can live without actually being really, really, really bad. Well, I'm glad I'm not as bad as they are. Or you try to find somebody who's really bad so you can look at them and judge your badness by them. But this is what he says. He says, no, you don't keep on sinning so that grace can abound. That, that is not the posture that God wants you to have. And you're not condemned for sinning if you're in Christ. But you shouldn't keep on sinning if you're in Christ. And you've got to really understand that because God wants to bring you victory. And I hope you're here on Wednesday night. And you might be on here on Wednesday, on Wednesday night for a different reason. You know, we got kids' ministry and we got other things. But hopefully you're here because you really, really, really want to become that person of God that he created you to be. And in Romans chapter 8, we're going to get at it. So let's do it. So now, this is verse 1, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus Christ. In other words, you're condemned without Christ and no longer you are condemned. I just talked to a a, a, a friend of mine who is struggling with a particular sin in their life and just really beating themselves up for that sin, which we do so oftentimes. And they've been walking with Christ a long time, and I, and I just had to really beat into them, which I want to do with you tonight. If you, if you sinned and you have failed, you've stumbled, and you're, you're, you're caught in something that you know God didn't please with, I just want to encourage you that you're still not condemned. You're still walking in an absence of condemnation. He died for your sin, your past sin, your current sin, and your future sin. Scripture teaches us that sin will not be held against us in heaven. What will be held against us is a lack of works. Your fruitfulness in kingdom things is what's going to be judged and what kind of reward you get or maybe even what kind of work you get. There's all kind of ideologies on those kind of things, but that really doesn't make any difference. What I want you to understand right now is that no sin is going to be held against you. And that's what Paul was getting at. So should you keep on sinning? The answer was no, and he says this. When sin abounds, grace abounds even more. And so does sin win? No. You really need to understand that. Sin does not win. So how does sin lose? Well, first of all, it loses at the cross. But secondly, we're going to see here in Romans chapter 8. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And because, if you've got your Bible, circle because I've got this in the New Living Translation, because you belong to Him. So why aren't you condemned? Because you belong to Him. And because you belong to Him, the power of the life-given spirit, the life-given spirit has freed you. Now, what you need is circle in your Bible, and I'm trying to get you to learn how to study as we go. He has freed. What tense is freed? It's past tense. It's already happened. He has freed you from the power of sin. It's the power of sin he freed you from. It it no longer is your Lord. It is no longer the thing that can drive you. If you want victory, you can get it. If you choose it, there's a power, there's a grace, that abounds. When sin abounds, grace abounds even more. Sin no longer has power over you. Power of, that power of sin that leads even to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sin for nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving us his son as a sacrifice for our sins. It's already been done. Your sins have already been paid for. Say that. My sins have been paid for. My past sins, my present sins, and my future sins. So God did what the law could not do. Yeah, he did that. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully, and I've got fully underlined, fully satisfied. For who? For me. Who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. And so you see who is qualified to receive this no condemnation. It is those who who follow the Spirit and no longer follow the sin nature. And so there has to be this evidence of a person following the Spirit. Do you see that? Do you see that about yourself? And so the only thing that I measure in my own spiritual maturity walk is am I following the Spirit or am I following the sin nature? Okay? And so there's no longer this power over us as long as we are people who no longer follow the sinful nature but instead follow the Spirit. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature, they think about sinful things. So how do you know you're dominated by the sinful nature? Well, you're thinking about sinful things. Now, let me just tell you, What is sin? Let me define sin for you, and I do it all the time, but I want to get it in your head. Sin is any thinking or any doing that's contrary to the nature and the character of God. Yes? Yes. Tracking with me? If God doesn't think it, and your, your thoughts think that, That's sin. If your doing isn't a way that God would be doing, that's sin. The reason it's so important with the thinking is as a man thinks in his heart, so shall he be. Thinking is very key. Making sure you're thinking like God because devil's attacks come at you in your thinking. The way you think is how the devil attacks you. He tries to get you to think contrary to God, and God calls that sin. Amen? That's good, isn't it? All right. So those who are dominated by the sinful nature, they think on these sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So, letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind, that leads to life and peace. Sounds a little bit like Matthew 5. Sounds a little bit like Philippians. That that There's this peace that comes when we we are following Christ. No matter what What's going on around us, no matter the turmoil, peace comes. Jesus said, my peace I give to you, not like the world gives, but I give peace. So listen to me real quickly. Listen, is there peace in your life? If you're not living in peace, you might need to adjust your thinking. And be led by the Spirit because it says clearly that a person who is driven by Spirit thinking brings about the life of kingdom and peace. And so these are measuring sticks for me. Now, I've given them to you as well. But nobody's exempt from this way of thinking. This just helps you really have sober judgment about your spiritual condition and how to keep growing in Christ. How to keep moving forward in the Lord. For the sinful nature is always rebelling against God, hostile toward God. It never did obey God's laws, and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. We might let us soak on that just a minute. And Christ lives within you, so even though your body will die, I I really want you to see this. (laughs) And Christ lives within you, say this, and Christ lives within you, so even though your body will die, say it, so even though your body will die, why will your body die? Okay, if there wasn't sin, would your body die? No. That's why death is so weird. Because we weren't created to die. We were created to live. But sin in the world. And because of sin, there's death. There it sits. Your body will die because of sin. The Spirit gives you life. Because you have been made right with God. It says about believers that we don't have to fear death. That you shouldn't mourn like others who don't know God. Why? Because we live. And let's just keep reading. Where am I? 11. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Let me say that one more time. The Spirit of God. Say that with me. The Spirit of God. (laughs) who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in me. Let's do it again. That's, that's just felt too good. Just, and then go, woo. The, the Spirit of God that raised Jesus, that raised Jesus. From, the from the dead lives in me. Lives in me. Ooh. 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 Mufasa. You almost want to move Mufasa. Come on now, that's good, isn't it? And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by that same spirit that's living within you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Never die. You're going to be recognizable in heaven. You're not going to have any genetic defects. But he's going to give you a new body. He's going to raise you from the dead like he raised Jesus from the dead. And you're going to get an eternal body like you were intended to have in the beginning. But there's not going to be any sin. And so there will be no death. Amen. Amen. Is this? Yes. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have, am I at the right spot? Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation, say it, no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. You have no obligation to that. None. Why? Because there's a power available to you. Wherever sin abounds, Grace abounds even more. What is grace? What is grace? I like. Let's do it again. Do it loud. Say it loud even though we're not saying it all at the same time. Say it loud. I just want to hear it. Please. Please. God's Spirit working in our circumstances, that do more than we can do on our own. It works for us. Grace it's the power of God. Wow. You have no obligation to your sinful nature. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put the death, the deeds of the sinful nature, what are you going to put To death, the deeds, what is deeds, what you do. You're going to put the death, the deeds of the sinful nature, the fruit of the sinful nature. You will live for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. You need to hear that. You need to hear what that's saying. It's so huge when you begin to go into this weekend. He says, again, and so you did not receive a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. So oftentimes, you have an attitude toward God where you're scared to death that you're going to do something wrong. You're scared to death you're going to do something wrong. And 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 because of that your attitude toward the Lord is not right. And that's not what it says. It says God didn't he didn't save you so that you would live in fear that you're going to do something wrong. Because he's already given you the power over sin. And you're no longer obligated to that. So you no longer have to live in fear of punishment because there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Do you see that? Do you hear it? Now look instead of that fearful looking at God in, in some kind of fearful way thinking that you're going to get smushed by an angry God. Instead You received God's Spirit. He adopted you as His child, and now you can call Him Abba, which is the most intimate term. It's like saying, Daddy, Abba, Father. It's a whole different posture towards God. He's saying that the law couldn't do it, but Jesus already did it. He already freed you from sin and the obligation to continue to walk in sin. And instead of being fearful of punishment because of your sin, what you need to do is begin to press toward a God who loves you as his child and say, Daddy, here I am, and walk with him. And let the Spirit of God begin to lead you out of a place that's obligated to the sinful nature. Do you see a win on this? Mm -hmm. You can win. You were born to win. Mm -hmm. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his children. Now we can call him the Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children and since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together we, with Christ, we are heirs of God's nature and character. His glory. His glory. Co-heirs with Christ, it might say in your verse. We are equal, co-with Jesus. you just get that do you see what jesus did for you he made you a co-heir it's interesting isn't it and you're right with god Mm -hmm. you are if you have the spirit of god in you right with god you really need to understand that there's nothing you can do to make god love you more There's nothing you can do to make him love you less. There's absolutely nothing you can do. He has forgiven you for everything, if you're his. And if you're not his, he has provided a way for you to be forgiven of everything. But you've got to want to follow the spirit of God and not the passion to sin. And the question is, do you have a heart for the spirit or a rebellious heart? A heart for the flesh. What's your motivation? What are you being moved by? co with Christ to God's glory. But if we are to share in his glory, we've got to share in his sufferings as well. Yet, What we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed to us later. Somebody say amen for that. Now, this is what I want you to see. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day that it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. Do you see that? Everything that God created has been deteriorating since the creation. But when Jesus comes back, that's going to stop. The earth will no longer begin to die. It won't die anymore, and neither will we. And it is eagerly that all creation knows that there's going to be a day when Jesus is going to reestablish that order that he intended from the very beginning. And we look forward to that day so we can suffer right now because of that glory that's going, that future day, that glory is going to be revealed to to his children. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up until the present time. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory. We long for the day that Jesus comes and, rules and reigns. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. We were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, We must wait patiently and confidently. And then in verse 26, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts, say that, and the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Do you think praying in the Spirit might be important? Mm -hmm. Listen to what, what that just said. That just said if you'll pray in the Spirit, then God knows the heart. He knows what the Spirit's saying because the Spirit is praying what's lining up with the will of God. Do you want the will of God in your life? Pray in the Spirit. It's it's huge in your life, especially when you're getting through and breaking free. What verse? And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance and chose them to become like his son. That's a capital S. He chose them to become like his son. so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them the right he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. He gave it to him. He gave it to you. It's already done. He's already given it to you. There's this place where you think, well, that's heresy. That scares me. I wouldn't say that, but I'm telling you, right there in his word, he just said that, that the Father intends us to be like the Son. You were created to be changed into the image of Jesus. And he says that you're no longer obligated to the things that keep you from being unlike Jesus. And there's a power within you if the Spirit of God lives in you that gives you the power to live like Jesus. The Spirit filled life. And when you fail, you have an advocate with the Father, at the right hand. His name's Jesus, and he's going to say, "He's mine, she's mine." You get up, you brush yourself off, and you act like Jesus, because your sin will never be remembered. The only way that's the only person that's really going to remember your sin is you, and hell, hell's going to try to remind you of it all the time. You fail, you fail, you fail. See, you can't do it. See, look who you are. You think you're like Jesus. You're not like Jesus. Look at that. <laughs> Jesus said you're not obligated to keep doing that. Be motivated by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God will lead you into all truth. So we're about to go into a a, a weekend of freedom. Where you can be free from every past hellish thing that ever has tried to attach itself to you. Every hellish thing, whether it came through family trees, genetics, behavioral patterns, personal choices choices made by others, no matter how you find yourself in your condition, this weekend we're going to renounce and declare freedom, victory, and kingdom on every aspect of everybody's life that's going to show up. And then we're going to begin to walk in victory with no obligation to the works of the flesh. Now here's the deal. If you love sin and you're sitting there not paying me any attention thinking about something else or maybe the worldly stuff that that you're you're having to do like this because you like the world, you better be careful. I'm just telling you. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Fear means in reverence to God, understanding that he has the ability to judge you and know your heart. I just want my heart to be toward the things of the Spirit so I know that I'm a child of God because my spirit bears witness to I'm attacking his spirit. I'm trying to hear his spirit. I'm trying to be changed by his spirit. Every day I want to be changed more and more. Yeah. This church needs to be changed more and more. And the glory of the Lord will continue to overwhelm us, overshadow us. Yeah. We may see a dark cloud humming around in this place. I'd just love to see the glory of the Lord be so strong that there's a cloud in here like you see in the Old Testament. Do you not believe that that's, I mean, he's already done it. It's not a big deal. God wants to pour out his spirit right now like he's never done before. I'm telling you, if the church will respond to the Lord, the spirit of God is coming. It's coming in droves. Get rid of your sin. Get rid of your junk. Confess it to the Lord. It's not necessarily a confession. It's, it, is, it is not having an obligation to it. He already knows what it is. If you're, if you're a son, it ain't going to be held against you. You just don't need to be obligated to it. Does that make sense? Don't be obligated. Let Grace abound. Let me ask you a question. It's real. I really want you to respond. I think this is important. I think the Lord really wants us to do this. Trying to be sen- I'm trying to be sensitive because I know things. That there's a lot going on. We have five people in our church with cancer. I, 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 I understand how sensitive that is. But I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me strongly. If we had ten folks that went through these doors right here and came down in wheelchairs that had never walked before in their life, would you want the power to lay your hands on them and they recover? Yes. Yes. How many would say, I, "I would love to walk in the ability to lay my hands on the sick and they recover"? Would you stand up? If that's you, just stand up. Right now. Just stand. Say, stand up, and don't stand up because everybody else is standing up. If you don't want that mass, you just you stay seated. I I, I don't want false. There's no room for it. Since we have, oh, <laughs> I now sit back down. <laughs> we're in the Catholic Church. We're going to Hail Mary this thing. No, we're not. <laughs> we'll sit up and sit up and down. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> now, the next, 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 listen. Do you believe? Do you believe that that is the call of a believer? Really? Do you really want to walk in it? Then what are you willing to sacrifice? How bad do you want it? Because it takes much fasting and prayer. It takes a consecration to God that he is looking for in our nation. He's looking for in the body of believers. I think we have what it takes to walk here. I think we've just got to, I think we've got to shed our predisposition to the way church has always been. We've got to shed it because we've never seen it. If you've never seen it, how do you go do it? Well, you've got to follow somebody maybe that, that has seen it well I've seen a little I don't know if I've seen a lot but I'm going to tell you right now I'm willing to lead you I'm willing to fast I'm willing to pray I'm I'm willing to concentrate myself and go to a place that I've never been I'm willing for the Lord to use me like it's outside of my comfort zone I don't want to be recognizable any longer to people who've known me because I've been with Jesus I want to begin to look so much like him that people don't know me anymore. I want an anointing of God all my life in my last years that I wish I'd have carried for the last 20. But I think he wants to pour out. I believe that we're living in the days that God wants to bring revival to the church. and We need to receive it. Yes. You are no longer, say this I am, I am no, longer no longer obligated, obligated, obligated to, the sin to the sin nature. I don't have to have a thought that's not God's thought. I'm no longer obligated, no longer obligated to think it. in ungodliness in in unholiness unholiness. I'm no longer obligated obligated to bad habits habits and sin sin. I'm no longer longer obligated obligated for cursing and blessing Blessing. coming out of the same mouth. I'm no longer obligated obligated to to the lust of the flesh. The deceitfulness of riches. somebody in front of us, maybe. In the back, y'all can kind of... Let's pray, let's pray this, let's pray this out loud. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you'd heal my brother or sister. I pray that their soul be healed the way they think their emotions and their passions pray for their bodily functions I pray God that they would be healed in every way every joint every bone every ligament every organ be healed name. Bless your name, God. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Father, the cry of our hearts. Let's do that louder. So, Father, the cry of our hearts. His wisdom that comes from above. The revelation and knowledge of your Son. His nature, His character, His attributes. And we realize that we are joint heirs because of Christ. And that every spiritual blessing is mine. Because of him. Healing and health. Jesus' name. Amen. That would ever
1: make you love me less. There's nothing I could do. That would ever make you Love me more There's nothing I could do That would ever make you Love me less There's nothing I could do I belong way back home with the arms of a father who won't let go. You came you came running down my prodigal road you came running with a ring in the row, and grace is the collision on the way back But I belong to you You came You came running down my prodigal road You came running with a ring and a the Grace is the collision on the way back home, with the arms of a father who won't let go, and Abba, I belong to you.
0: Let's walk in it tomorrow. Freedom. No obligation to the nature of sin. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Won't you hug like 15 or 20 people? Tell them that they're going to live life differently than they ever have. Life differently than they ever have. God bless you. We don't see you Friday and Saturday, we'll see you Sunday.